The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Friday evening at five, it means it's the start of the weekend. And Cy Ferry is with us as always. Cy, you up for the weekend? I'm and good. The, the internationals. Oh, I can't wait to watch Scotland tonight. We're going to finish this show. I'm going to go home and I'm going to get feet up and watch Scotland. What yep. International weekend, Rob. You always love these. We've listened to you over the years bringing the matches to us. Tonight, yeah. Israel. Yeah, we've got a love-hate relationship with watching Scotland, haven't we? But we just hope they get off to a flyer tonight in these Nation League qualifiers. We're all a bit confused about the Israel games because, of course, the next one is the big one because it's the playoff that could lead us to Euro 2021. But we're all waiting on that team news tonight, aren't we? We are indeed. And how do they contact us now, Ali, on the socials and on the phone? Absolutely. Give us a call 0808 17 17 700. Or if you want to get in touch, lots of you have been on the socials at Go Football Show with some starting 11s for tonight. So wow. you can drop, drop yours in there as well if you want Celtic. Paul, Paul I'm yep. loving your Scotland face paint as well tonight <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the brave heart <laughs> uh, Willow Flood's going to be on talking about uh, many things tonight including Shane Duffy getting a goal for Ireland last night Celtic's new, new player yeah Willow Flood what a guy uh, always enjoy listening to Willow angriest man in football is he? oh All my right. god never right. stopped moaning for a year and a half he was at Celtic alright he's coming <laughs> out in an hour's time and Gary Caldwell another international player from the past with a great pedigree joining us in about 20 minutes Rob. yeah that goal against France at Hamden I wonder how often he gets asked about that we'll find out Sai, one of the talking points was uh, Ollie McBurney because he couldn't play but he was playing in uh, a match for the team for Sheffield United just at warm up where do you stand on that? well i seen his statement and I Completely agree, 100%. I mean, he gets enough stick for when he's 100% fit for Scotland and he doesn't play well, so I can only imagine the stick he would get if he was 50%. He went and played these two games and had a shocker. Um, you know, he'd probably be the scapegoat at the end of the day. And listen, I know Ollie McBurnie, great lad. He's done me a lot of favours throughout him. Go, you know, I ask him to ask his manager to do an interview, I ask him to do John Fleck to do an interview. Not a problem, Sai, si, I'll get that done for you. Um, really good guy Got a lot of time for him And, and I think it annoys me Is people say we need more characters In the game And when you finally get one People can't wait to criticise him for it Any chance we can get him on the phone? You want us to phone him? Could you try it? We're going to hear from Stevie Clark Yeah I'll phone him 30 yeah, seconds him. Right Let's we'll try and get Ollie McBurney right. Meantime On the programme last night This is what Steve Clark said about him uh, I think people before they go Shouting off about something should, should try and get the full facts When we met up on Sunday Ollie hadn't had one minute on the grass. So he did a training session on Monday. He played 45 minutes in a friendly, which I'm sure Chris looked at as a training session. I believe they've got another friendly this weekend. So I would imagine that Ollie will get more minutes on the pitch. And he's working on his fitness to be ready for Sheffield United. He was never, ever going to be ready to play two international games. Unequivocal, resounding endorsement of his player. Definitely. Uh, Steve Clark's spot on there. Why would you want an unfit player playing for Scotland? Uh, these games are so important. You can't be going by a centre-forward who's not trained for... For, three, for two or three months um, I feel sorry for him Do you know that Because it seems like Every time he comes away With Scotland He, he gets absolutely Lambasted for the fans For some reason Right the phone's ringing Is You've dialed on? the number Let's try now Hello Hello How are you mate Are you alright How are we styled things mate Good mate Your ears must be bleeding enough. Uh, nah it's nice, nice to hear Some positive things Mate you know I always look out for you oh, You've had more in Glastonbury mate What's happening <laughs> Nah, you know how it is, mate. It's uh, part of being a footballer, mate. I'm all, all good this and all things for you, bud. Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm just obviously doing this radio show now as well. I wanted to ask you, mate. I feel sorry for you, as I've just mentioned there. It seems like every time you're up here, you know, you're the scapegoat or you're getting lambasted for the fans. Has there ever came to a point where you think, I, I don't need this anymore? No, of course not, mate. Um, you know, like, the thing is, I've, I've played for Scotland ever since on the 19 level, whatever, and, you know, I. 
if I if I didn't see myself as a, as a proud Scotsman and I wasn't like proud to play for my country, you know, I, I would have just I would have sacked it off. If I'm being honest, you know, yeah. there's not really. It's the only reason I play for Scotland is because I want my country to do well and I want to help them as much as possible. So it's not one of them where I'm I'm getting many benefits apart from playing for my country. You know, it's not like I'm getting anything from it. It's just the fact of of playing for my country. So you know, I obviously I understand it. So. Without people knowing all the facts, the situation is, is, is a tough one to, for some people to understand. But, you know, it's, it's simply the fact that I, I hadn't trained any any sessions at all. So it, it kind of made sense for, for me not to come up and kind of, like you say, let, let my country down at the, at the time when they really need me. Steve Clark's been brilliant for you, so mate. Coming out and backing, you're really good. Yeah, no, I can't, I can't thank him enough, to be fair. You know, he's, he's, he's backed me to the end. And, and like I say, I've... It's about time I start repaying him and, you know, like, he, he spoke to me and he just said, just make sure you, you get yourself right for, for Sheffield United and then when when the big one comes next month against Israel, just make sure I'm ready and, you know, hopefully I think put a couple of goals in that one and, and send us through, then, then I think it'll all be forgotten. Ollie, a remarkable year at Sheffield United for you. Could you have imagined how well you would do? Nah, to be fair, mate, at the start of the season, if, if anyone had uh, kind of said we was going to do what we did, I think, you know, it would have been hard for a lot of people to believe. But, you know, there's a great set of lads in that dressing room. I know Sai knows a few of them and he knows the manager. And, you know, the the, the spirit and, and, and the way that we are as a team is, is, is what kind of got us through. And now it's just, you know, like we say, we don't get anything. Start, we don't get a head start this year because of how well we've done this year. So it's, it's kind of about just kicking on from where we did last year and kind of trying to repeat what we did last year now. Did the manager, Chris Welder, never look at Sai and think of signing him? Tell the story, all He knows a player when he sees one, didn't he? Uh, to be fair, he did tell me he tried to sign Sai when uh, when Sai was at Swindon, but I think Sai was asking for too much money, so I don't think they could get a deal done. Correct, he still couldn't <laughs> afford me, mate. <laughs> Ollie, I, I, I can't help thinking that if some of the fans spent five minutes with you, um, they would know exactly where you're coming from. I mean, people just make judgments from a distance, don't they? Because I, mean, I, I, I came down uh, to interview you at Swansea when you were there. We spoke about Scotland. I, I was really yeah. grabbed by your passion uh, for, for playing for Scotland. And, and uh, you know, I think, I think if, if the people who are having a go at you spent a few minutes with you and listened to what you had to say and the way that you say it, um, all this would change. Yeah, no, of course, I, I completely understand what you're saying and, and it's probably the truth, but, you know, that's the thing with social media and, and things like that these days, people have a chance to, to jump to their conclusions and, and make their own opinions without really knowing the whole story, but, you know, like I said, the, the people who know me and the people who I've grown up around and even, like yourself, the people who have interviewed me on the stories and, and even Sai, who, who I consider a pal, know, know how passionate I am for, for Scotland and, and to be Scottish and you know, if you met anyone in my family, you'd know that I didn't really have any choice about being Scottish. So, you know, it is what it is. Like I say, it's, 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 it comes with, with the territory now, being, being a footballer in this day and age with, with all the, the social media and all that sort of things. But, you know, like I said, I don't always help myself at times, but I think you're right when you say if people sat down with me for five minutes and they, they would understand my point of view and where I'm coming from and all I want is for for us to get to that major tournament and hopefully like you say next month we can do that yeah it's amazing it's amazing the small margins in top football in international football whatever I mean if that header that header in South America um, had, had, had gone in rather than come back off the post you know it's probably that would have even that would have made a big difference to people's perception of you definitely yeah you know like you say especially when you're at the top of the football you know international football is the pinnacle of football as far as I'm concerned and you know, them chances don't really come around too often. I think that was one of the things when I was at Swansea, you know, I scored in my first game back and it kind of, 
it kind of gets expands your English side, gets your confidence flowing, and really gets the, the fans behind you. And like you say, if that I think that was my second or third game, and if that goes in, uh, it's, it's a different story. But you know, I'm I'm confident in my abilities. You know, I think that I've got the the managers backing, which is which is vital for a player. And you know, he's, he, the, the manager's been first class with me ever since I've come in. You know, I can't speak highly enough of him. And you know, like I say, I've got his complete confidence, and it's time for me to repay him. And hopefully, a few goals next month would would really help that. Yeah, we're all rooting for you for the start of the season. Definitely. It's just been such a crazy time with the lockdown and uh, you know, yeah. then you're playing again and then you've got the late end to the season. Uh, what about Scotland for tonight and for uh, Monday with the Czech Republic, Ollie? What's your feeling? Are the goals there in the side? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think the thing with, with that Scotland team, you know, I've played in there so long, so many times, I know there's, there's goals all over the pitch. You've got, you've got McGinn, you've got James here, you've got Ryan Christie, you've got Skip yep. from everywhere, not just the striking you know, obviously, there's, there's Linden's going to come in tonight, I think, uh, from what I've been hearing. And um, I, I think he can go in and impress. You know, he, he done well at Livingston. He, I've seen him a few games in the SPL last year where he gave a few a few centre-halves a real problem. And, you know, it's a tough it's a tough job sometimes being up front on your own in, in that squad team. You know, I've done it a couple of times and it can be a lonely feat. But, you know, you've just got to try and bring as many players in, into the game as you can and, and, and help other players around you. And, you know, I'm sure he'll do fine. You know, I've spoken to a few of the boys this week and they say, Training's been really good and they're really looking forward to it. So hopefully they can get a good result on tonight and then and then follow up with a good one on Monday as well. Had you been fit, Ollie, would it have been you and Lyndon Dykes, do you think, up front? I honestly have no idea. That's that's the, that's the manager's decision if he'd, if he'd have wanted to play two up front or one. Uh, you know, I know for the last few games he's liked one up front. And, uh, you yeah, know, that's, that's honestly the, the manager's decision. I'm more than happy to play one or two. You know, pulling on that jersey is, is, is the proudest, proudest moment of, of my career is pulling on the number nine for Scotland. So... Wherever the, the gaffer could have asked me to play in that, and I would have done it. Ollie, it's Ali here. Um, there's obviously been a lot of talk of um, and speculation about Messi moving to Manchester City. I guess you could be playing against him if that happens. How would that be? Ali, I lost you there. Say that again, please. I was just saying um, there's a lot of speculation with Messi potentially moving to Manchester City, which therefore yeah. means you could be playing against him. How would that be? <laughs> We actually had this conversation in training the other day, and I was kind of like, I don't really want him to come because Man City is good enough. But uh, then the boys, the boys kind of had the discussion and said, think about how good it would to be to say, you know, to tell your kids and your grandkids that, that you played against Messi. And I kind of understood that point of view. And you know, for, for me, the Premier League is the best league in the world, and to have the best players in the world is what we want. So I'm kind of all for it now. I've been, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been persuaded. Although you can ask me again after we play City, and I, I might not have the same opinion. <laughs> Oh, it's Sai. Um, I know how you train, mate. So, how many runs in pre-season have you been lasting? <laughs> Sai, I, I missed the first two weeks with my foot, so I was all right. But since you've come back, mate, I'm 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 at twenty yards further back than Wes at the minute. <laughs> How's Wes getting on, mate? Is he doing all right? Have you scored by him? Yeah, no, he's he's doing well, mate. He's, he's a good lad, and you know you know the boys up here. Uh, he's, he's... Uh, good guys there. Yep. Uh, yeah, you're back. I think Ollie. Yep, you're back on. Half half of the battle is is being being a good lad, and you'll do well in this dressing room. So he's a good lad, and he's he's, he's getting on fine. I've got him under the wing, mate. Are you gonna get him? Uh, you gonna get him some of that clobber at you, mate? Because his is terrible. <laughs> I, I don't think he could pull it off. If I'm honest, sir, uh, you know what I mean. There's only there's only a few people that can pull it off. If you've got it, or you aren't, mate. You know what I mean. And that's me and you, mate. And that's just me and you. <laughs> Uh, and d- did Sai really just call you there because we were just talking about you and then we challenged him and he got you Ola McBurney amazing yeah. he's obsessed yeah, with Clover no. isn't he he's some man and looks yeah yeah. 
Ollie's a handsome man, isn't he? That's why we got on so well. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ollie, right, so what's your prediction tonight? What do you reckon for uh, your colleagues? What's going to happen with Scotland tonight? I fancy us at home. Uh, obviously, the fans won't be there, but I fancy the boys. I reckon 2-0. Uh, do you want goals? Yeah, go for it, yeah. I reckon McGinn will pop up with one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he always finds himself in the right place. And I think uh, I think Lyndon will score as well. Wow. give him a little debut goal as well. I reckon 2-0 to the boys. What a man. Fantastic, yeah. Ollie McBurney, can't thank you enough. That's brilliant you came on and you can hear that uh, I think the manager, he put it really well. Because when you heard it at first, you thought, what is this? This is strange. But Stevie yeah. Clark explained it. And when we hear you there, we hear your passion for Scotland, Ollie. And we love it. It's fantastic. Yeah, no. yeah. Thank Come you, on, mate, Ollie. Cheers, it. mate. Great. Cheers, mate. Cheers to speak to you, sir. Thanks Talk very much. Ollie. Yep. Cheers, well, best. Only in the Go Radio Football Show, Ollie McBurney. Well done, Si. I'm impressed. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> who's on next? Who's yeah. next in the contacts yeah, book? Exactly. Who's won? Messi. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a great question that they were talking about Messi, you know, at, yeah. at training? Which makes, can I just say to it, yeah. which makes me think that you've been in the Sheffield United changing room. Well, <laughs> I, I, I keep things quiet. Well, Rob has been because you were down interviewing Ollie McBurney. Yeah. You were struck by his passion there. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do in the show. We're trying to get to the to get to know the people and you've been doing it every night this week there's so many people we speak to yeah. this is your programme Glasgow's own tell people about it we're just trying to be honest we love the football mm. and that was amazing side to get all McBurney when everyone wants to hear from him and he came on here yeah. for us for but, you. But, but see, see the people who were slagging him off they would run a mile if they actually went face to face with yeah, him yeah. you know and well, actually had to listen to well, well, yeah there is that and, yeah. and he looks as if he might give you a right hook or whatever mm. but <laughs> but um, but actually, if you, if you listen to the guy and if you if you yep. let him explain and you you gave him two minutes of your time, uh, but but these are the people who hide behind the keyboards and, yeah. and bash out the the vitriol and all the rest of it and and uh, you know yes it was a confusing situation that he didn't play for Scotland and then he played for Sheffield United but just wait for the explanation yeah. before you launch the abuse you know as well Chris Wilder I've mm-hmm. played against him met him a couple of times to to, to talk about going to his teams. See, see if Ollie McBurney was a bad egg, Chris Wilder would have him nowhere near a Premier League squad. He plays every week for him. It tells you everything, you know. And I speak to Ollie a lot, and, and his attitude to being a professional football player, how he lives his life, he, he's a top pro. You know, he didn't get in the Premier League by accident, 60 grand a week. And this, and, I, and, I'm, and I mean this. Ollie McBurney's helped me more than anyone with the podcast. And I'd never met him before. He, he listened to the podcast. He messaged me saying, I really enjoy it. Can I come on? I want people to see a different side is. And see, since then, as I say again, 60 grand a week. I'd never met him before. Is, this, is this you or him, 60 grand a week? <laughs> uh, I'm 59 grand yeah. a week. And, uh, <laughs> and nobody's helped me more with open goal, as I say. Constantly asking if I can help, who can I get? And he's just a top lad. And as I say, we got on so well because he is a bit of a character. And as I say, people always say we want characters in the game, we want characters in the game. And then as soon as we get one, we can't wait to... To yep. pull them down, so all right. Well, you've heard, yeah, that was great, side. Well done, anyone with any thoughts on that? Give us a call 0808 17 17 700. Some of the headlines tonight, obviously, we're gearing up for the match 749, uh, 7.45 tonight for the kickoff. Other headlines today the Czech Republic they could be playing a shadow team against us on Monday, Rob. That is one of the things because of uh, COVID, concerns. yeah. Well, that's a developing story. We were yep. speaking about that last night, and uh, it seems as if uh, I think Slavia Prague, one of the top teams in the Czech Republic, might be set to withdraw quite a few of their players in the squad so it's going to be interesting to see what Scotland are up against but it's but it's just a crazy old world at the moment for less football it's a sign of the times isn't it, it is. I told yep. you I took the Peterhead first team job uh, in the summer for an extra 25 quid a week and I thought I'd just be taking training I'm now driving the bus I'm now taking boys temperatures with guns before training 
don't get me wrong, halfway through the session, I wish the gun was loaded on some of them. <laughs> but um, no, it's just the way yeah. football is just now, isn't it? and it's, it's crazy times. It's never seen anything like it. Absolutely. And for Rangers, there could be an implication because uh, the Red Imps match, Gibraltar, is also, they're worried about whether or not people will have to quarantine. So, Rob, that's one we're keeping an eye on. Yeah, yep. that's a, and, and, and it, was a, it was a funny old draw, wasn't it? Bearing in mind that Celtic lost in Gibraltar to yep. uh, Lincoln Red Imps when in Brendan Rodgers' first match in charge. And, of course, Rangers kicked off their last European campaign in Gibraltar as well against St. Joseph's. Um, but, yeah, that's another one to be keeping an eye on in terms of... Uh, all things quarantine. Southampton possibly back in foreign cham. That's uh, that's oh. been doing the rounds over the past twenty four hours. Sai. Yeah, well, I think they lost their captain to Spurs, didn't they? Who's yep. a centre midfield player? Uh, I think they Weston go- McKenney. Sorry, Weston uh, McKenney. Who's that? It, 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 Oh, okay. Who's that? It was a boy Hoiberg, didn't he? He went yeah. to Spurs, he was a yeah. captain, he's a centre midfield player, I think he's a deep line centre midfield player. Uh, I think the English Premiership would suit Olivia and Cham. You know, you get, you get that wee bit that wee bit longer on the ball. Uh, I think he's a technical player. Uh, so that, it wouldn't have surprised me if Southampton came in for in Cham, but um, if you're asking me if you'd rather play for Celtic or, or Southampton, I think Celtic's a bigger club. Um, and and Rorschach, what's happened there? It looks as though he's not going to go to Qatar. Yeah, it looks as if that might be a deal that falls through. Um, that could change things, I suppose, because that was money incoming for, for Celtic that, that doesn't appear now to be going to happen. But uh, is Tom Rogic going to move anyway uh, if it's not Qatar? I, I was I was quite surprised about that move anyway. N- not from the point of view that he would get suitcase full, suitcases full <laughs> of money, but, but uh, he's, he's a really good player and he could he could be playing at a good level down in England or elsewhere in Europe. Again, similar in Cham, Rob, agree. Technical player, I think he would fit in really well at a Southampton or a Brighton sort. I think he's been linked to a Brighton, uh, Tom Rodgick. Uh, and again, when Cham, David Turnbull's came in as well. You know, if he's not playing in his position now with Brown and McGregor there, they see him signing a centre midfielder. As I said last week, I can understand his gripe that he's not really played his position, so... You know, a big club in Southampton, I could, I could see Olivier and Cham going there. So much to talk about. It's to the international tonight, Scotland against Israel, but there's news coming elsewhere. Morellas will speak about that in the next few minutes. After the break, we're going to be speaking to Gary Caldwell. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Paul Cooney kicking off the weekend with Rob McLean, Cy Ferry and Ali Defoy. Already we've heard from Ollie McBurney who came on and spoke about that controversy and his passion is there for all to hear. Cy, at this time are you normally running late for the match or do you turn up in time if you're, if you're watching the national team? Oh no, I'm always on time, Paul. Are you? Very yeah. punctual. But I must say, <laughs> oh, I remember the Olmert gate I've been chucked to my house. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, so this is in Monday night. He found out during the show that uh, his wife was preparing uh, an omelette. A beautiful dinner for you. It's terrible. So, I've been, do you know where I've been staying? Where? Barry Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. Top and tail, yeah. top and tail. Oh, yeah. So I need to get out because I can't wake up with the Rangers bed covers every morning. <laughs> Has he got a butler and all that sort of stuff? Yeah. Oh, he's got oh, a butler. Right, right. He's got bit. two butlers, one for each wing. <laughs> <laughs> and you get a better class of omelette there, don't you? <laughs> exactly. But the butler, the butlers, Derek, Derek Ferguson and Bob Malcolm. There you go. <laughs> well, we're going to speak to someone now who's probably, you know, he's done well in the game as well. We, but we won't get into where you are. Gary Caldwell, ex-Celtic, Hibs, Coventry, so many clubs and 55 caps for Scotland. Gary, good evening. Welcome to the programme. Good evening. How are you doing? Hi, good, you thanks. Guys, all right, mate? All right, Sai. Yeah, so <laughs> you must be thinking, what am I joining here? But you know when Sai Ferry's involved, he was telling us when he was at Celtic, when you were there, obviously, uh, doing so well. That's you, not, not him. No, definitely not. But, <laughs> but, but what an influence you were behind the scenes as well for Sai. Yeah, I think yeah. Gaz was very underrated. Honestly, every day turned up to training was probably the best player in training. Helped younger boys, you know, not just as advice, but if you weren't a day in it, guys would be on you. So, 
I think he's very underrated in this country, and I'm not just saying that because he's on. Yeah, yes, I'm not. That's why he's got such a big <laughs> head after <laughs> what I've just said. I'll give you that tenor later, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gary, how are you feeling tonight? It's strange, isn't it, with no fans there? But you're looking forward to watching Scotland against Israel. Um, yeah, it's been a long time, obviously, uh, since the last international game. I think Hamden, for me, it's a special stadium when it's fully fans. So tonight will be difficult for the players, but. I think having played some league games, they're probably used to it a bit more now. And it's a big game. They have to go and win uh, to get off to a good start. But also in preparation for the the playoff game as well, I think it's very important that they, they start to uh, win games, get a good performance and, and get that confidence in preparation for that. And remarkable the way things have turned around in the last year. So many players have come through, have matured, and uh, he's now almost um, not an embarrassment of riches, but so well, like Tierney and Robertson. There's so many things that the manager has to think about for tonight. Although he says he's got ten of the eleven already. Yeah, I think for a while now, there's been a, a nucleus of younger players that has has kind of showed that potential that they could really go on to do something. And and I think now is the moment where they have to, you know, turn that potential into reality. And and that is obviously qualification for a major finals. It's not happened for a long, long time, too long for for everyone connected with the national team and every Scotland supporter. Uh, but hopefully this group of players has time on their side. They can qualify for this championship and and many more in the coming years. Yeah, as Paul was mentioning, Tierney and uh, Robertson there, you've played with some great left-backs. How highly do you rate them compared to like a guy like Mo Kamara? <laughs> <laughs> They've not got as long a throw as Mo Kamara. But, uh, <laughs> they're top class, aren't they, guys, they too? They're both brilliant. Uh, brilliant players, uh, great characters, great for the, the group in terms of where they're playing their football. And, and the other players, I'm sure, will look up to them and... Uh, can aspire to to get to the levels they're they're at week in week out. It is unfortunate that they're both left back. So the dilemma for Steve Clark is how do you fit them in the team? I think with Tierney playing at Arsenal and and tactically changing his position uh, under Arteta will will help with the national team. But fitting them in the team and getting a system that suits the two best players in the team is is very important. And that's the the biggest challenge probably for Steve Clark. Yeah, uh, obviously you were a centre half, guys. Yang, you'll go with three at, back, at the back tonight, and who would your three be? Yeah, I think he will. Uh, I think the, the three at the back. Uh, I think Andy Robertson is a better left back and a back four. The, yeah. the subtle difference of playing as a wing back, just because he's a good attacking full back, doesn't mean he'll be a na- you know a natural wing back because he's he's having to now receive the ball ten, fifteen yards higher up the pitch yeah. than he does for Liverpool, where he receives it deep and carries the ball. So that is a challenge for him that he, he has to adapt to and overcome. Uh, but I think three at the back will suit the, the, the players that we have. I think we have good centre-halves and, and Scott McKenna and Cooper. But we also have, I think, McTominay could drop into a back three and, and bring the ball out with quality and, and have Tierney bringing the ball out with quality as well. Because I firmly believe in international football, you have to keep the ball. Yeah. And if you, if you don't have players that can pass and receive the ball... And, and keep the ball for longer periods, then then ultimately you're you're going to struggle because when you give the ball away at international football, you often don't see it for a long time. And and if you're looking at it, Gary, it's Rob here from from a from a, a certain angle as well. You, you don't want to leave Scott McTominay out, um, and and that could be a good position for him in the middle of a back three. 
And he might, if, yeah, you know, think, if, you, if, you, if he was competing for a midfield place, well, he might not get in. Yeah, I, th- I think you could play middle or, or right of a back three as well. I think that the wider of, of the, the back three, they're the important ones for, for bringing the ball out and driving into space. Uh, so I think it's important you get players that are comfortable on the ball. And like you said, the midfield is, is such a, you know, competition for places in there is so high. Uh, and I, I'm not saying Scott McTominay wouldn't get in there. I think he would. But again, it's, it's finding a system to get your best players on the park where they all feel comfortable. And, and that is the challenge for, for any manager, but that is the challenge for, for Steve Clark and finding where these players fit because they're all very good players. And if he does find uh, a system and a structure that, that brings out the best in them, then, then I think we have a very good team. We Dolly McBurney on with us, Gary, right at the top of the show, um, really passionate, uh, voicing his passion about playing for Scotland and his disappointment about all the fuss um, about him featuring in that friendly this week for, for Sheffield United. What have you made of all that? Like I, I think it's it's difficult. I was someone that I probably turned up too many times for Scotland when, when I, I was injured and struggling and, and played through it and hence why now I'm I'm struggling to move just kinda of <laughs> running about a yeah. park or, or because of the what I put my body through. So I, I have, you know, the greatest respect for professional football players. They they really put their body through a lot and when they have little niggles and they have to pull out then everyone's decision, every individual is is different, so I respect everyone's decision, and I'm sure he, he had something that was was bothering him and, and needed attention that he, he couldn't turn up. Are you hopeful about Lyndon Dykes making a big impression? Yeah, I think he will. I think the move will give him confidence. <clears throat> I think he's came through the levels very quickly. Uh, I actually played against him when he was when he was at the South, and he showed that raw potential, but he's he's quickly. You know, harnessed that and improved to to obviously get to the championship with QPR, and uh, hopefully his next step is is international football, and he can take that in his stride the the way he has uh, everything else in his career so far. Gary, what do you think of the start of the season for your old team Celtic? They've obviously got a real challenge on Rangers. Uh, have started, haven't uh, haven't lost a goal. It's going to be some season. Yeah, I think it is. I think Rangers last season up till Christmas asked them a lot of questions. I think this year they'll be better prepared. They'll, they'll improve again. But I think Celtic always have the answers. They always find the answers. They have done, you know, for a number of years now in, in league and, and domestic cup competition. Uh, so I'm sure, you know, behind the scenes they won't be panicking. They'll be working to improve the squad and, and ultimately be better once once the transfer window shuts uh, and I firmly believe they'll they'll find the answers throughout the season to, to make it 10 in a row Do you think they'll keep Odson Edward? I think they'll want to yeah. uh, but I think in, in the modern day football you know if somebody comes in with a stupid offer mm. that you know financially makes sense and they can uh, reinvest that money into the squad and, and make the squad better then they they will be prepared for that as a football club, but ultimately he is the best striker in the league, and and Celtic will want to keep him. Gary, don't go away. Sai's got news about the best player in the world. This is breaking news. Oh, Lionel Messi staying yeah. at Barca. He's staying. He's not going. Lionel Messi has just announced he is staying, and he's going to give it his all and give it his best. Why was there not? Yeah. Why was there not that furor when I decided to stay at Peterhead? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Celtic have signed Shane Duffy. 
How, how much is that signing needed? I had, I had the daddy, Big Elvis, on last week. I don't know if you heard him, but he was saying, you know, Ayer and Julian, very good at taking the ball out for the back, but in terms of the basics and, and wanting to defend, um, you agree with that, that, that Shane Duffy's the type that Celtic need right now? Yeah, I think so. And I think he's he's a leader. I think yeah. his, his leadership qualities, the way he, he leads by example. You seen the other night for Ireland, last minute, you know, he comes up with a big moment, a big header to, to get them a point. Uh, and I think Celtic probably need that type of character that when things aren't going as well, then, then not just Scott Brown is there to, to help kind of galvanise the team. They have somebody else. And I always think a centre-half, it's a big part of the job. It's a big responsibility that, that the centre-half takes that on board and, and leads the team. And I think Duffy will, will bring that to the team. We'd Billy Reid on the show. Um, I've lost track of time. I don't know what day it is, but he was on. He was on. Billy Reid was on a couple of days ago. Obviously, assistant manager at Brighton, uh, and Gary. He was really excited, you know, f- on behalf of the Celtic supporters about what they're getting. I mean, he sees this as as a really significant signing for Celtic because he's he's twenty eight. Billy Reid reckons that Shane Duffy's at his peak at the moment. Yeah, without a doubt, I think centre half. You know, late twenties, even early thirties, is is probably the peak uh, for centre half. And I think he's played in, in Premier League uh, for a, for a number of years now. He's played international football, so he's very experienced playing at the highest level. And and I think he will bring that to Celtic at a time when they need that stability, they need that leadership, they need somebody to kind of steady the ship. And I think he is a, a fantastic signing to go and do that. Wait, guys, so I think you'll carry Julian and I are similar to a big Steve McManus carrying you for a couple of years. Very <laughs> <laughs> well, very well. Uh, every centre half is a partnership for me and, yeah. and that it's finding somebody to play with Duffy and uh, how they, they kind of play off each other, the, the attributes they both have. And, you know, I think me and Mc, Stephen McManus had lots of deficiencies, but... Between us, we, we had a good partnership. Now, I think that is the important thing. And, and, and teams, not just in centre-back position, but in teams that everyone contributes and, and covers for each other's weaknesses. What was the deficiencies? Your partner? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're both very slow. <laughs> Gary Caldwell, thanks very much for joining us. Gary, what's your prediction tonight, just as you go? What do you think for Scotland? I think they'll win. I, I yeah. don't know what the score will be, but I think they'll win. Uh, and like I said, I, I hope it's a good performance that, that gives the team confidence to go into the next game and then carry that into the playoffs. So I think winning's obviously important, but yeah. performance is important as well because that breeds confidence. Gary Colwell, thanks for joining Not us on the Goal Radio Football Show. Right, next up, Dale is on the line. A Rangers fan is on. Hi, Dale. Good evening. Hi, guys. How you doing? Yeah, good. Right, thanks. You. Hi, uh... what, what's in your mind tonight? Yeah, I'm just wanting to know what your opinions are on Leeds United's embarrassing offer for Borna Barisic. Mm. I think for a guy that's a regular left-back for a World Cup finalist, albeit he wasn't playing, he's had some unreal performances in Europe and is obviously a modern-day fullback. Mm. Um, do you think what's happened with Rangers in recent years has had an impact on the way the other teams make offers, especially from England? I think it's embarrassing. You know, I think they bid 25 million yeah, quid for the Brighton left-back who was on loan at them last year in the Championship. Now, for me, Rangers playing at Rangers every week and being one of their better players is a better standard than playing for, for Leeds United in the Championship. In Europe, Barisic's been outstanding. Uh, well, you, you know, had um, last, year, last year, especially, I think it was Aston Villa, but Southampton's reserve left-back. Yeah, target, wasn't it? That's the one, I. 
Yeah, yeah definitely. But I, I don't think it's anything to do with Rangers' situation. I just think it's the way the English teams look at Scott, the, Scott, the Scottish Premier League, which is an, a totally embarrassment because, you know, you can pick. I actually struggle to pick somebody that's went down there for the Premier League in Scotland and not done well. You know, but you think that, of everyone that's went down yeah. there, they've went down and hold, held their own. I think it's, I've, I've said it before, I think it's harder to play up here. But they don't have to look at the Scottish League, they can look at the Europa League, they can look yeah. at the stats from uh, the last group stages um, in which Morella scored six and mm. six in the yeah. group games. But when you look at the stats for Barisic and the assists, it was phenomenal. Yeah. So th- so that's, that's taken it beyond Scotland and then onto the European sphere. He was doing it at that level. So that alone puts his value up. Definitely, and I've said it before, it's harder to play up here. You know, the pace of the game. I go, You go and watch an English Premier League game and they get two and three minutes on the ball every time they get it. It's very tactical. Uh, again, I think Barisic, Barisic would go down. Similar in Cham, similar to Rogic. I think we've got loads of players that could go down to the English Premier League and do it, don't they? So it's an embarrassing offer for me as well. Definitely, Del, I, yeah. definitely I think if he did go down there, I think he's got another move in him as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's a Croatian left back, do you know what I mean? He plays yeah, for Croatia, who are a top I, I team. Dale, as a Rangers fan, where do you stand? on Morelos now do you think he should go Morelos yeah. I've loved him since he's been here but I think it is time to go yeah. some player get, isn't get, oh he's brilliant he's yeah. brilliant but if they did get to say around about 18-19 I would personally take that and then let him go and then just say cheerio thanks for your services and see you later because the way it's going just now I don't want me going on a like, bad note as well and I'll bet the break for the internationals you didn't want it did you you'd have loved to have, oh, yeah. came at the worst time yeah. came at the worst time Strange about Si, isn't it? That uh, look, we're all we're up for Scotland tonight. But just as the league was getting underway, the COVID thing affected Aberdeen, affected Celtic, and now we have to stop again for twelve days. Yeah, and I think so many teams are starting to find their form. As we yep. said about Aberdeen, they were starting mm-hmm. to get in a rhythm. And then the last thing you want as a manager is a break. But can I just say, no matter how bad Scotland play tonight, they won't have the they won't be the worst performance at Hamden tonight. Charlie Mulgrew's brown suit jacket that I've just seen on the telly. Dearie me. Oh my god. They not borrowed it from you, no? no? Absolutely not, man. Sorry, that deal. I just had to get that in there, mate. Deal. All right. Scotland, do you think we'll win tonight? I think it'll be tight. I think it'll be 2 1. 2 1 Scotland. I think, uh, I think Big London Dykes might get one, and I also think that McTominay might pop up with one as well. Right, okay. Fingers crossed. Yep. Thanks very much, Dale. Cheers, Dale. Cheers, Dale. No, no, I appreciate that. Cheers, guys. Thanks Talk for There's more. You can call in the Go Radio Football Show back in a moment. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go. Ali Defoy there with Simon Ferry, Rob McLean, and Paul Cooney. We're with you till seven tonight. We kick off the weekend. There's always a great feeling at the weekend, Ali, isn't it? Friday at five. Absolutely. Yep. We're always buzzing as to what might be playing. Of course, Scotland's game tonight. No domestic games, but still going to be fun. Certainly is. Well, we hope so. Steve Clark has been speaking about the lineup, and so who's who's going to go with? He knows ten out of the eleven. Pretty much, but I've got to say the the, the quality and the the training. Uh, so one or two little doubts in positions. You've got two players vying for for the spot, and as I sit here now, I've probably got ten out of the eleven nailed down, and just mulling one over. So we'll get Simon Ferry's uh, eleven and yours, Rob, as well. Yep. I don't think you've not you've not given it yet, have you? I haven't. I've, I've kept it under wraps. Okay, we got Barry Ferguson's. Uh, Can I just say something as well? Jenk yeah. Messi's had the U-turn to stay at Barcelona after hearing Ollie McBurney. <laughs> just, he got the realisation. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be playing against Ollie McBurney next year. I'm yeah. staying at Barcelona. I think he realised he couldn't get out of his contract as easily as he thought he could. <laughs> that is the news. If you are uh, just tuning in. What lawyers would forget about a, a contract, you know, about a clause worth 700 million euro. Crazy. I, I just love all that talk yeah. about he, he was going to be going to just about every team in the world and then he ends up he ends up staying where he was. Absolutely. But it's been good for these last few days talking about it anyway, Indeed, hasn't it? Yeah. So we're going to get your 11 in a moment or two, but okay. before that, Stevie Clark speaking about the opposition, Israel. 
I like the Israeli team. I think they've got some good players. Uh, since I was doing all the preparation for the game in March, they've, they've changed their coach. The, the Austrian manager who was in charge has left and the, the technical director has stepped up to take over the team. He's still, still Austrian, so maybe, maybe similar. But they'll be saying the same thing about us. We can have a look at them, see what their new manager's ideas are, and they can have a look at us. It won't have any bearing on the October game. Sai, what do you reckon for tonight then? Yeah, I don't know much about Israel, but if you look at I think Beton's one of their main players. Yep. And if you look that Beton can't get anywhere near the Celtic midfield, you know, your team should be dominating teams like Israel for me. The fact that, that El Hamid can't get in the Celtic team for Frimpong. So if they're two of their stronger players, I expect the guys that we've got in that starting eleven to be to be able to, to pass the ball around them. The one fear would be the striker who Rob told us about is it yep. uh, Dab Dabur. Yep. Um and, and for <laughs> that reason he, he plays at a good level Doesn't he I think he plays with uh, Red Bull Salzburg yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for that reason I've seen a few people Saying that they'd put McTominay in at centre half For me that's too big a gamble You know a guy that plays Centre midfield Week in week out To go and throw him in a, a European qualifier At centre back Against that level of opposition My back three would be Cooper You know I think Cooper's Played every game for Leeds United Last mm-hmm. year Won the league yeah. He was a captain Confident. You want as many yeah. leaders As you can Yeah uh, On a high just now um, Is this your name in your team? Yeah, <laughs> no 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 But just on that point That point especially You know okay we want for it. We want to dominate the ball, but you know they've got a, a striker up front who can catch us on the counter attack. So for me, we need we need to go with a strong defence as possible. We've also got Ophir Marciano in goals, the Hibs yep. goalkeeper. I think it sounds like he could play tonight. So he maybe the two Celtic defenders in front of him yep. as well. So it could be and Beton up against Ryan Christie. Could well be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there will be yeah. those sort of uh, clashes potentially. All James over, Forrest, all over the pitch. El Hamid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and while the, as Stevie Clark was saying there, the coaching uh, setup has changed. Um, the players haven't changed that much. So yeah. so they know a lot about about Scotland. You know, yeah. they 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 know plenty. Um, and we're going to be playing them again in October. Give us your calls. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred and all the socials as well, Ali. Absolutely. In fact, quite a lot of people get in touch yeah. with their teams. John Boy and John have got in touch to say who they would like to have in their starting 11 at Go Football Show if you want to get involved to send us yours. We better hurry up because we'll know the team soon. Sai, who would you go for tonight? If you were the manager, okay. Sai Ferry, coach from Peterhead, player coach. What a step up this is. <laughs> God, I'm feeling dizzy here. Uh, right, David Marshall and goals. Back three of Cooper, McKenna in the middle, Tierney at the left of them. James Forrest, right wing back. Uh, Andrew Robertson, left wing back. I'd have Callum McGregor sitting, which is controversial. I'd have uh, John McGinn to the left of him, and I'd have Stuart Armstrong to the right. I'd have Ryan Christie in the hole of Lyndon Dykes. Mm-hmm. Rob, what do you make of that? And the the role of Callum McGregor there? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I'm going for John McLaughlin in goals um, because he's been playing. Yeah. David Marshall hasn't for the last few weeks. Yeah. That's the only difference there. But I, I concede it could well be Marshall. I'm going for Liam Cooper. Uh, Scott McTominay in the middle of a back three. Kieran Tierney to his left. Like the idea of McTominay... Um, uh, taking the ball out from the back. Uh, across the middle, I'm going with uh, Forrest, Jack, McGinn, McGregor and Robertson. And I'm having Ryan Christie just off Lyndon Dykes. And I'm going for 1-0. 1-0 one <laughs> Scotland. Yeah, yeah OK. I'm, I'm going 3-1 Scotland. Are you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Ali, what's that? Has Ali got Ali, yeah, you have been uh, consulting with... Uh, a Scottish international player Might on this. possibly yeah. send uh-huh. a wee message to Lauren Shanklin for a little bit okay. of help. So. Okay, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Don't tell well, me he's yeah. put himself in the team, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, I thought, well, I'd okay. try and guess what Steve Clark would do, okay. not what I would do. So right. I'm not yeah. sure if this is right, but I'll give it a go. So Marshall and goals, Jack, right central defend, Cooper, Tierney, and then Forrest right wing back, Robertson, McGinn midfield with McTominay in the middle and McGregor. And then Christie with Burke just slightly in front. Burke? Mm-hmm. 
Lauren Shankly, he, I don't know. What, 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 what <laughs> he he at? I'm not yeah, saying yeah. he came up with all of them, but we just conferred a little bit. Maybe he's picking the team that ensures he gets in next time. <laughs> I'll tell yeah, you maybe. something. If that's a team, if that's a team, my will be switched off on it. I'll not be watching it. <laughs> and I will be winning, <laughs> <laughs> bragging rights. We'll know soon. We'll bring you the news from Hamden. Will that affect it tonight? Uh, I mean, Steve Clark was saying he hasn't actually, obviously the chance to manage in the last few weeks because there haven't been any international games but the players are getting used to it now I guess Rob well, with no fans well they've got used to Hamden having very few fans in anyway mm. for lots yeah. of games I mean how often is Hamden full for a Scotland game or, or anything like it and sometimes the way things have gone recently the players the, the way they've performed hasn't actually engendered any great atmosphere about the place so Actually, sadly, I mean, th- those were the days when Hamden was rocking, but right. not not in recent times. I don't think that's going to be a massive factor tonight. No, I agree, Rob. I think it's somewhat of the Rangers situation. You know, I think it'll help the boys. I think at Hamden, if you're no flying in the first twenty minutes, it can get quite negative. Um, it's funny, Leanne Creighton said that last night as did well. Did you say that right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounded mm. like I've copied her, isn't it? No, yeah. But... Yeah. Okay. no, it's <laughs> no, just great minds. No, definitely, but um, you know, especially for when you get guys like I think Liam Palmer's made his debut, uh, Graham Shinney, and, and they sort of guys when the crowd got on their back, you know, it can be tough. But you know, the lineups that we've both went with, I think what they have got is plenty of experience. You know, it's guys that have played in big games. You think of Robertson, Tierney, McTominay at Man United. So. Um, I think it'll help Scotland, and I, I think especially in possession. You know, if we want to dominate the ball, I think I think it helps a lot when there's no crowd there because you will you will take that extra risk. You know, you're not scared if you give the ball away that the crowd are booing you. That maybe that wee bit of nerves to go and get on it again. So I think it'll suit us tonight, and I hope that we dominate the ball. I'm quite excited about John McGinn. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's been so long since Scotland have played, but uh, he is on a scoring burst, um, f- bursting through from midfield, um, adding you know adding that finishing touch to, to his game. So um, lots of Lots of exciting aspects to this game tonight. Kieran Tierney off the back of what he's been doing with Arsenal. I mean, so many positives yeah. about yeah. that team, really. And that's why I've put McGregor in the, the sitting room. Mm-hmm. I think with John McGinn, you need to feed the ball on him. And I think McGregor's the best at doing that. You know, passing the ball through the lines into his feet to let him get turned and get ran at people. I think, again, I've said it before, McTominay and Jack, for me, play a wee bit too safe. If we were away from home at Israel, maybe I would go with Jack and McTominay. But I just think at it. home, if you're going to play and you're going to dominate the game, Callum McGregor will be the guy that will feed John McGinn the passes to allow him to go and drive at their, their defence. Cy Ferry, ready for some more calls? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Rob too and yes, Ali. Please. We're going to Paisley. Adam's on the line. Adam, good evening. All right. Hi, good. Hi, How you doing, Hi, Adam? Adam? All right. All right. A few questions, you say? Of okay. course you can. Well, you go. A few questions. Right, uh, question number one. Uh, question number one, uh, just everyone, uh, do you think Rangers have won the league or do you think that we sell it this year? <laughs> That's an easy one to start with. <laughs> no, I've said it on here before. Celtic have got to be the favourites. They've won the last nine cups uh, that, that were possible in Scotland. Uh, Stephen Presley made a great point. I think at the end of the, the transfer window, you'd be in a better position to say. I think Shane Duffy's a massive signing. I agree with Billy Reid. I think Celtic will go 3-5-2 now um, with Shane, Shane Duffy at the back. You know, he's not going to be one that's going to pass the ball out for the back, but what he will do is defend. Something that Celtic have badly missed this season. So I think that's a massive signing for Celtic. Um, Rangers definitely look better than they did last year, um, playing really well. But I, I still think Rangers have yet to be tested. I've said it on here before. You know, okay, they went up to Petardry and won, but that was ne- with Bruce Anderson up front. I think they went to Livy with Jack Hamilton up front. Um, so it's early days, uh, and I just think that Celtic's experience will, will get them there in the end. Adam, what about you? What do you reckon? Obviously. Rangers. Uh, Rangers. Yeah. yeah. Rangers. And why? Because I mean everyone's impressed by the way they started. What do you think, Stephen Gerrard? What's the magic that he's got clearly at the back? They haven't uh, they haven't even lost a goal. I don't know. I don't know what it is to be honest, because you've got some defenders in there that are just well, last season showed that they can't defend now. Mm-hmm. They're doing well now. 
so he must have done something right. Does Rangers depend he, he on Morelos staying as well? Does that depend on it as well? Uh, no, I don't think we do. To be honest, I think we look better with Roof up front. You like Roof, right? yeah? You like... Aye. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look the best of goal scorers, but it looks good off the ball movement. Yeah. I like his play outside the the eighteen yard box. I, I don't know how clinically he looks, Rob. Well, it's a lot of goals to replace. I mean, yeah. that, that's that's what I always keep coming back to is just the number of goals Morelos has scored over the last two or three years. Uh, you know, you you if if he is going to be going, um, or if he's he's, he's not used to Rangers sitting in the stand, that's for sure, as he was in in the last game. Um, you know, how, how do you get that volume of goals? Because the, because they've defended so well so far, they haven't needed too many goals to win games. But but over the piece, they're going to need that sort of level of goal scoring from somebody if it's not Morelos. Yeah, definitely. I think they've been they've been behind Celtic uh, the last three years in, in terms of goals and that's with a 25 goal season a striker. Mm-hmm. So if you lose that, you know, you fall further behind Celtic in terms of goal scoring. So um, if they are going to get rid of Morelos, they need to go and sign a right proper goal scorer for me. So good first question, well, Adam. Sorry yep. to come back as well. Yep. Uh, the other and, question was, Sai, see when you played in the under-19 uh, Euro Championship final? Yes, mate. Was there any Spain players that were kind of stood out and have went on to become good players or notable players? Oh, mate, there was hundreds. So what, a good, what a good question. That's mm. a great question. We had a great team, Tom. Like, what was your team? So yeah. our team was uh, guys like Fletch, Stephen Fletcher, mm. Robert Snodgrass, um, myself, probably the best player. Uh, Dorans, Graham <laughs> Dorans, yeah, was, uh, yeah. Lee Wallace. Yeah. Lee Wallace Aye. was an absolute Rolls Royce as a kid. We had a great team. Uh, yeah, mate, Spain had Piki at the back. They had Matt in midfield. Uh, they had a guy, Diego Capel, that still plays for Seville. What a player he was. Um, they had a guy, Garcia, that played for Man City, Javi Garcia. They had a top team, but we were better, mate. I'm not just saying this. They beat us 5-0 in the group games. Uh, in the final, they beat us 2-1. But Stephen Fletcher was, was suspended for the final. Um, and I, I believe if we had Fletcher in the final, we would have... I missed a sit, eh? Two minutes to go, we were 2 what happened? What was It was 1-1 one on one and I huh? kicked the ball right at the goalie. Nosebleed. <laughs> still, still, still think about it, eh? but uh, no, we had a great. And Archie Gemmo was our manager, mate. What a character uh-huh. he was. Uh-huh. Every time you turn around on the side of the pitch, Archie seemed to have his hands down his trousers. But other than that, what? Right. But see, even just yeah. see, even just passion wise, and and what it meant to play yeah. for Scotland with Archie Gemmo. I mean, Archie, our coaching staff was Archie Gemmo and Archie Knox. And, uh, and did you have to be called Archie? Yeah, to Archie be part of, be part of the squad, but. They were great days And I still speak to Lee Watt I still keep in t- contact With all the boys And they still say That was one of their Favourite times in their career Really enjoyed it mate It was brilliant But Spain Spain were top class Matt especially Stood out like a sore thumb uh, I don't know if it's because I was marking him That he stood out so much But um, <laughs> uh, Matt was probably The pick of their players mate Wow Right, cheers for that side. No worries, mate. Good, Anytime. Good right, question, Adam. Yeah, thanks. Archie Gemmell obviously was looking for the, the bonus money for signing the, and the players uh, getting the, the pesetas out in those well, days well, of the Euros. I thought there was yeah. a hint of Joachim Love, the, yeah. uh, the German coach, about, <laughs> about that. But. Yeah, you, you keep that quiet, though. That you, you know, you were at the Euros, the under 19s. I, yeah. was, uh, I was playing a year above myself as well. There you go. Uh, you need to plug yourself in. 2006. You can, yep. I can't remember when it was. Oh, uh, but it was a great time. Anyway, let, let me, let's take you back to that one-on-one with the goalkeeper. Oh, honestly, I, I was, I'm the worst finisher in the world, eh? Thought, what is it, a jigsaw? Thought of pieces in the box? That's what they used to call me, but um, great days. And as I say, and that's what I think we need to get back to see guys like Archie Knox and Archie, uh, Archie Gemmel taking the youth yep. teams to Scotland legends. I mean, mm-hmm. it was... Um, and look at the honour to play for them. Ah, and Archie Knox, you know, he did so well with Walter Smith, uh, Alec Ferguson. Yeah. You know, he, knew, he knows so much about the game. Do you know what I loved about it, Paul? It, it wasn't all this fake football where Archie Gamble wanted you to get the ball for the back and pass it along the back. For th- it was Spain are better than us, so we we're going to kick the ball forward and we're going to be hard to beat. And it, it got you ready for first team football. And they're, they're the sort of guys that I would love to see back then, under 19s, under 21s, under 21 teams. 
Proper <laughs> teaching you proper football. People get lost to the game, don't they? People mm. yeah. um, who've got a lot to give just somehow yeah. get lost. We forget all about them. And, yeah. and, and and they can make a big contribution. It's, it's crazy because the, the older you get, the more experience you get, the more expertise you have about what you do. Definitely. And I'll tell you a story actually right. coming crashing back to earth after that trip. So we'd obviously, we'd been in, in the paper a lot and we'd done really well and we landed at Glasgow Airport and we had a missed call for Kenny McDowell who was our um, reserve team manager at Celtic and he said, use five, need to get a taxi at Firhill, use our plane and Kenny Arthur's testimonial. We thought the phone call was to say, Gordon Strack, you're training with the first yeah. team tomorrow, you're, back. you're over there for Kenny Arthur's testimonial. So anyway, we come out on the pitch and I've played against Matt in the final and Javi Garcia, oh, I'm, yeah, thinking wow. I'm, the, I'm thinking yeah. I'm the man. You're right. yeah. And then I go to Firhill and play 90 minutes against Chick Chanley who nutmegged me four times that game. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the highs and lows of football for you. He was some player. Oh, he? Chick was Chick. brilliant. And he actually says to me, yeah. I'm going to make a point of embarrassing you here because I know you, you fancy yourself, you wee ticket. So you just, all he'd done the full game was try and nutmeg me uh, four times, but what a guy, Chick. Can you believe that's the first hour gone? Will the Flood's going to join us? You might join us if you call in now. And uh, another few surprises coming in the next hour on the Go Radio Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go. Paul Cooney and the team with the Go Radio Football Show. So Scotland, uh, less than two hours to kick off. The buzz is rising. Sadly, no fans there tonight. But the nation getting behind Stevie Clark and the players and the captain Andy Robertson. We've got a chance to then, you know, try and get Scotland back to major tournaments and then build on that. So that's the first hurdle we'll, we have to overcome. Look, we'll focus on that come October and hopefully November. But um, it's certainly in the back of the minds that we all want to achieve that and we, you know, there's no prouder thing than represent your country but I think what we've not, um, you know, we've not felt and we've not done is represent them in a major tournament and by talking to a couple of the other lads at the team then that will take it to a whole new level. Liverpool stars, the Scotland's cap- captain, it's, it's the good days are maybe not back yet but it's certainly much better than it was a couple of years ago, Si. Definitely, and again, when you look at that Scotland team, yep. I mean, what what an array of talent! It's the best we've had for years. Even when you say about defence, you know, you look at Liam Cooper, as I said, the Leeds captain who won the championship. You know, probably their best player, Scott McKenna, who teams are bidding seven million for not that long ago, and Kieran Tierney, who's playing at the top level. So, um, I think we should be we should be doing better with that, that group of players, and I really hope to tonight they go and show how good they are. They players. We were talking earlier on, Paul, about how much um, Leeds should be bidding, if indeed they're bidding at all, for Borna Barisic at Rangers and how much he's worth and all the rest of it. How much is Andy Robertson worth? Wow. Mm. wow. What would you say? <laughs> oh, well, it must be 60. Pick a number. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And I, I agree with Gary Cole. You know, I, I think the games he has played left wing back, he hasn't been as good. No. You know, I think his natural position yeah. is at left back, but um, I think with Tierney behind him, you know, tonight, I think for, tonight's the first time that Tierney's played behind him. I think when Andy's played there, Tierney's been injured quite a bit. So. I think him and Tierney could strike up a good relationship. I think what we have to remember as well is the quality of players he's playing with yeah. at Liverpool. Um, yeah. Sometimes when you look at Andy Robertson's performances for Scotland, and there's no doubt as well that, that, that what Gary Caldwell said is absolutely right, because you jump to the conclusion that, well, what's the difference between playing left-back and playing left-wing-back? Because he charges forward, he's on the attack mm. constantly with Liverpool anyway. But for whatever reason, it hasn't worked so far when Scotland have reshuffled like that. Yeah, I think when you're playing left-wing-back and you're 15 yards further up the pitch, when you receive the ball, you've usually got a man right next to you. You know, you're under pressure a lot more whereas at left back you get a bit more time on the ball you've got time to pick your passes out but saying that you know it's fi- it's good being good box to box but I always say you know Gordon Strachan used to say all the time it's like you said drum it into us you're only as good as your centre forwards mm-hmm. you know so it is a bit it's a bit of risk tonight we're hoping that Lyndon Dykes turns up and plays uh, it's just a, such an important part of the team um, but 
Ryan Christie off him. Let's hope cause Ryan Christie's been having about hundred shots the last two games. So let's hope that he can he can do that for Scotland tonight and grab us a goal. All right. More on Scotland shortly. Um, and the first hour we had Ola McBurney on the line, which was sensational at the start of the program. Gary Caldwell was on, and I'm delighted to welcome to the program now. It's the former Celtic, Dundee United, and Aberdeen star Willow Flood. Willow, good evening. Hey, laddies. Okay. Yeah, Willow. Yeah, we're good. Thanks. Willow, all right, mate. All right, mate. How are you? Good. I'm good. That's the happiest I've ever heard you. You all right? I can't believe the radio's taking you on, mate. <laughs> oh, Neither you must, can we. <laughs> you must have found a fiver in the back of the couch you're that happy. <laughs> How are you doing, mate? What, are you watching Scotland tonight? No, mate. I'm actually going to take the missus out for the first time in six weeks, so I watched Ireland last night, so that's enough football for me for the weekend. Too much money. Were you watching Ireland last night? I need to ask you about Shane Duffy, mate. You were uh, an angry Irishman. He looks the same. Uh, how good a signing is that for Celtic? Yeah, mate, I think he's what they need. He's aggressive in both boxes. He's a, he's a winner. He's going to attack things. And yeah, to be fair, last night he looked a little bit rusty, but he's not played in a long time. So I think once he gets settled in, I still think he'll be a top signing for them. Yeah, you think Lenny will go to a back three, Willow? I'm not sure, mate. If he goes to a back three, I think Duffy will be suited more to the middle of the back three. I yeah. wouldn't fancy him on the right of it. But you know what? I think he's what they need, and especially when. When they come up against a physical striker, that's his game. Like you know, he loves contact and he wants to go and win things and he wants to be really aggressive. What have you made so far to say like this year, mate? It's been a bit stop start for them. Like you know, I just think Lenny's just getting the the team going and the international break and stuff like that. And then you have the ball and goalie stuff. But I just think, listen, people just need to be patient. They'll get a few players in. I think the board need to go and back them and they need to go and make sure the ten in a row happens. What did it mean to you, Willow, when you signed for Celtic? Obviously, from a Dublin kid, like it means everything. Like it's a dream club, you know. It's one of the biggest clubs in the world, and until you actually get there, you don't realise how big of a club it is. And obviously, it was a dream come true. And obviously, not playing didn't didn't help it in the end. But you would still, if a, if the toilet was turned and you still had a chance to go and play for them now, you would still go and play. And you were eased in gently for your debut, just a small matter of a game against Rangers. Yeah, I know. Do you know, I don't even think I was going to play. It was just because Barry Robson was struggling with his groin at that time. And I just said, listen, well, I think I'm struggling. I think Strachan will play. And to be fair, the manager never told me till the day of the game, so it was fine. Was that was that better, that, that you didn't get any warning about it or not? Yeah, I think it's always better, especially if a young kid is making his debut. who would rather know the day, the day of the game rather than giving them two or three days you know because the nerves will kick in he'll be sleepless nights and stuff like that I, ju- I just think when you're a young kid or someone that's going to make a debut for a club you're better off now just as late as possible How did you do in the game? Uh, bang average of the game <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you kick anyone? Uh, did you kick anybody ball? I'm sure I would have kicked a few people yeah, I'll tell you right and I never really considered myself a wide right I always felt as if I'd done better in the middle of the park and I put actually a decent cross in, one of the only decent crosses in my career, and Scott McDonald missed a header from two oh, yards out. So. Oh, it wouldn't have been Scotty's fault, though. It would have been your fault. It would have been oh, the cross, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or does he yeah. blame everybody else? <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Willow, I know you keep an eye on things. What about Dundee United then, uh, one of your old clubs? Uh, you'd be so chuffed they got back into the Premiership and, and have made a decent start. Yeah, do you know what? Mickey surprised me. Obviously, he's come in and you're kind of in the unknown, but you know what? They've come back and they've. They look good and they've played with good energy and they have a goal to be fair to them. But I still think he needs a bit of help in the recruitment department. The squad is quite small and 
you've had a few kids playing and the kids have done really well, but I just think you need to be careful that you don't rely on the kids too much. How do you rate Lawrence Shankland? Yeah, he's a top player. Like I don't think people realise how good he's going to be. Yeah, he's good back to goal. I know him as a kid at Aberdeen. He never got a chance, but you could see him training. He's a good finisher. Good back to goal. Got a nice touch. Brings people into play. His movement in the box is very good, but he does need to go and prove himself in the SPL. Could he play for Celtic and Rangers? Well, yeah, mate, I just think the goals don't move. He's one of them yeah. strikers that will always score goals. But I think the better team he plays and the more chances that are created, and I just think he'll, he'll score goals for every place. You're an agent now. You got any of the Young so, United players? Is that why you're talking them up? You want to get them a move, don't you? <laughs> Trying to be. <laughs> uh, for me at the moment, and for Scottish football, is great for just what's happened at the moment because for me, for a young footballer in Scotland, you've got an unbelievable chance to hold, go and have a good career, you know, because sports will be a lot smaller, so they'll start relying on the young kids. Yeah. It's a really positive message that, that Mickey Mellon has sent out, isn't it, in terms of the, the youngsters? I mean, in some of the games this season, he started with a 17-year-old at right back and then replaced him with a 19-year-old later in the game. He's got, he seems to have real faith in the, the academy system and the kids coming through, Willow. Yeah, he does. Like, I had a chat with him a while ago and he just said that, like, why bring someone else from England up when you've got good players in your own academy system? If they're good enough, why not give them a chance and one thing you can say is he's, he's been given them chances. Like, you know, he's obviously he's played Logan Charms, he's played Lewis Nielsen, he's got Glass on the bench who's a top player, who will be a top player. He's got Chris Mockery on the bench who's going to come good. So they've got plenty of talent in the system. But I do, if I'm being honest, I think a lot of Scottish teams have a lot of talent coming through. Yeah, Aberdeen, another of your old clubs, uh, had a sticky start right at the beginning, but they've now got momentum. Yeah, I look at Aberdeen squad for me. It's the best squad out, out with the old firm. Like, they've got a big squad. They've got a lot of good players who have played a lot of games. And they've got a good manager who knows how the league goes and to get the best out of them. You know, since the best stuff starts with all that happened up there. But for me, I think they'll finish fourth quite easily this season. Well, uh, Barry Robson obviously played with Aberdeen Medell and he, he ended up going on the coaching staff. Uh, I, I thought that would yeah. be something that, that you would fancy. Why have you not done that? Well, basically, because I went over to Bali and there was no contract for me. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me. Tell us that story again. It's a belter. Basically, I was on the sidewalk in Fairman and it was going well. And the manager enjoyed the training after being a shabby for a while. I thought, you know, I enjoyed the training with Alan Johnson. And then I just got a call from a, an ex-teammate of mine to say, listen, well, uh, Bali, you know, you're an interest to your fancy. It was good money, obviously, unbelievable place to live. And, it was just a chance to try something different, you know. So I went into Alan Johnson and I had something in my deal that something came up for him and I took it over. And I went over and he's done a medical train with them for two days. The family came out and the agent that sorted the deal out just said, oh, we'll have the contract for you because you needed to come from the Scottish Premiership. So basically I had a four-week holiday in Bali, paid for it and came back. <laughs> Did you get a ton? <laughs> There's no way you no, got a tan factor eight to Well, before you go, yeah, uh, before you go, Connor, Celtic fans on the line from Edinburgh. Connor, good evening. You've got a question. Right. Hi, you've got a question about Willow, have you? Uh, yeah, who's the best player you've played against, Willow? All right, we're conscious. Not the best line we've got you, Willow, but who's the best player you played against, against. or or against? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Burping, not sorry, Fergie. That's just what. Uh, <laughs> well, now we know where you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have to be Ronaldo. Like I played in the Manchester derby as a kid at City. I think it was my second or third game, and we managed to get a nil-all draw. So it have to be, have to be Ronaldo. Wow. Yeah, Ronaldo thinks about beating, doesn't he? Really. Yeah. <laughs> what about best played with Willow? Tommy Gravison. <laughs> Best player, the best player I played with was an Elka at City Burn like he was An Elka, yeah. You know, I watched, yeah, I watched yeah. his documentary on Netflix and you know he was really good to the kids. He had a lot of time for him and he was a top top player. Some of the stuff he was doing training and if he fancy getting training he could turn around any time. Amazing. Willow, thanks very much for joining us. Connor, stay with us for a moment, but Willow Flood, thanks a lot for joining yeah. us in the Go Radio Football Show. Connor, before you go, what do you make of things? Shane Duffy scoring last night, you pleased to see that? Ah, it yep. was good. I was going to put a tenner on to score a header, oh, but you're gonna, I didn't. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Some size ahead, to be fair, isn't it? Uh, what are you feeling about this season then? What's that? What do you feel for this season? I think Celtic uh, uh, will improve. I think Celtic yeah. will do it. Yeah, I think they'll do it. I think uh, Neil Lennon just needs to get um, just need to keep composed and keep on going. How disappointed were you about the Champions League exit last week? Uh, I was disappointed, but I kind of expected it. To Did be you? Fair. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Well, I thought we'd go out eventually and just get Europa League, but um, yeah, but not the second qualifying, surely. Did you not think you would get to the nah, group nah, stages? Nah. Yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. Nah, um, nah, not the second, but mm-hmm. um, probably off anyway. Uh, do, you, do you look back, Connor, to last season and think, well, maybe that's Celtic's level, Europa League, and then actually get quite deep into the tournament? Yeah. Yeah, definitely at the moment, anyway. But um, mm-hmm. I think there's been two mistakes, anyway. McGregor at left back last year and. Uh, no striker this year. Yeah, no. The thing is, they weren't right. playing well leading up to the game. No, you know, I, no. I know everyone's saying they're dominating games, but you know my thoughts on that. If you're dominating games and everyone's at, at top form in your team, and I, I couldn't have picked a Celtic player who was who was in top form going into the Ferenc Varos game, so that would suggest to me that you're not dominating yeah. games. Yeah. Um, uh, like I said again, box to box, we're, we're decent. You know, kept the ball because the other team allowed them to keep the ball, but. Ultimately, I think if Shane Duffy's playing that second goal, doesn't go on. You know, he's organising at the back. I don't think there is much organisation in the back, to be honest. You know, you look at Ayer and, and Julian, I don't think there's a talker in there. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Duffy's the type that if, I mean, you see at the weekend, Julian's running up the pitch trying to score a goal. If Shane Duffy's there, Shane Duffy's shouting to him, oh, back here. Our, our job's to stop goals. We've got six midfielders and two strikers that are there today. We're here to stop the goals going in. So I think Shane Duffy's the most important signing Celtic have made this summer. Connor, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, the big news tonight is Lionel Messi is uh, staying at Barcelona. Rob, what was that all about? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a pan- panto, wasn't it? Yeah. Pre- presumably to uh, to uh, add a, add a few hundred million onto his weekly wage. I mean, the, the money is just ridiculous, isn't it? When when you when you heard about the figures that Manchester City were talking about potentially signing him and, and paying him, it was absolutely crazy. But, but in the end, it's all amounted to absolutely nothing because he's staying where he is. The thing that got me was uh, and we speak about it on here quite a lot is the English press and how much they rate the English game. I I mean, I listen to talk sport and you hear guys saying that Messi wouldn't. Getting Liverpool's and Man City's team, really? yeah. absolute nonsense. Uh-huh. You know, I'd have paid the money for me. Yeah, definitely. What? He's the best player ever for me. Well, you're going to get it back. Yeah, whoever whoever he goes to will make it back yeah, in revenue. Exactly. Plus, to win the league. Whoever signed Lionel Messi would have won the league next year in England. Best player no doubt. ever. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Better than Pelly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think so. What do you think? 
Ooh, tough one. Okay. Tough one. Well, we'll come back to it. While you're thinking about it, Sean is on the line, a Celtic fan. Uh, Sean, good evening. Thanks for calling in. Hi there. Hi, Sean. Sean. All right, mate. All right. Um, just a question for Sai. Um, with Shane Duffy coming in, what do you think Celtic will line up at the back? Do you think Ayer and Julian will still be playing at the back? Or do you think it'll be a back three? I think it'll all depend on whether uh, Ayer's one of the players that wants to go. I think uh, if, if Neil Lennon's got any inkling that, that Ayer wants to leave, then it'll be a two at the back. If Ayer wants to be there, I've, I've no doubt it'll be a three. You know, I thought Ayer and Julian played really well last year uh, after January when it went to a three at the back with Simonovic in there. Um, if they want to stay, I think I think Lenny likes him enough that he'll go to a three at the back. Um, I think James Forrest will play right wing back and I think um, Frimpong will play left wing back. Um well, obviously, Ajeti and um, Edward up front. Uh, I think I think they certainly play better in the three-five-two. You know, I, I know Lenny likes to get the ball forward, and he's two centre forwards. I think that formation gives you that. Um, and again, Shane Duffy at the heart of that defence will, will make a massive difference for me. What do you think? Yeah, I'm exactly the same. I think he has to go to three-five-two. Yeah, and just th- play with Shane Duffy at the back. He's a leader there at the back. A good organizer. So yeah. you'll know the team will be solid at the back, and then. It worked at the end of last season three five two. It's just strange that he's not gone with it to start this season. Yeah, I think the big thing is that as we say, the El Yunus is probably on the highest money there and, and he's the one that has to miss out in that formation. But as I've said on that here before as well, me. he's not yeah, he's not he's not doing it, eh? No, not this season. You've just not seen enough of him, have you? He hasn't performed the way you would expect, Sean. No. Well I was watching the open goal this week with John mm-hmm. Higgins and he said that his best game was Left uh, wing back. I hope you're game. not going to say left wing back, John Higgins. No, no, <laughs> no. But that was his, that's what you were saying. That was his best game. You don't really see him much in the in the Premier League at the Premiership. Sorry. Yeah. He seems to be more suited to the European style of football. Yeah. Sean, really how do, how do you think the season's going to go for Celtic? I think it's going to go well now. I think with Shane Duffy coming in, I think he's going to be. I think he'll be the difference. To be fair. Rangers much more, shaky. yeah. Rangers more consistent. Would you concede? Better they than they were this year, yeah. yeah. But then they're they're dropping points at Livy as well, so there is always that chance of them slipping up again somewhere else. The plastic it's pitch. It's going to be a close season, I think. But one thing you can yeah. say is that both teams are going for it. Eh? Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. I've seen a lot on Great. Twitter about like the board getting criticised and stuff like that. But at Celtic spent right a few quid this summer. Uh, you know, Rangers have spent big money on two strikers, mm-hmm. so. It's now up to the managers and the players to go and, to go and do it. Exciting, Rob. Yeah, it's definitely. going to be some season. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure is. I mean, Stephen Presley said it to us, didn't he? He said it will be decided on the transfer market and the transfer window, which, of course, this time this season is going on forever. So there could be quite a lot to happen yet in the transfer market. I mean, all sorts of question marks. Will Morelos eventually be sold? Um, will Celtic get an offer that they can't refuse for, for Odson Edouard? That, that changes things. It gives Celtic money to reinvest in another striker. But, uh, you know, can, where do you find a player of his sort of quality at short notice? That could be a challenge. Yeah, if Edward doesn't go, do you think Celtic will sign any more players, or will that be them done? I don't know. It might, it might depend on what Rangers do as well. Yeah. You might get that sort of that used to happen, didn't it? Quite a lot uh, yeah. in the past with Rangers and Celtic. That if if one of them um, plunged into the market, then that was immediately followed by by the other yeah. one doing the, the same, one same thing. Spends a fiver, we would spend a tenner. Yeah. I think yeah. one of them said, uh, "That's what the way it was. It's the way it's going." Sean, thanks very much for your call. We're going to speak no to Brendan after the break, and also West Ham star Robert Snodgrass. Wow. He's coming on the next ten minutes. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! 
That's Ali Defoy with Paul Cooney, Cy Ferry and Rob McLean. Scotland in action in just over an hour's time. We're going to speak to Robert Snodgrass in a few minutes. We're also going to Edinburgh to speak to Brendan, a Hibs fan. But first of all, on the night when Lionel Messi decides he's staying at Barca, Rob, you've got uh, first news on the Scotland team. This is Stevie Clark's team. This is, I I can't believe, I phoned Stevie Clark and he's gone against my judgment. (laughs) I I just cannot believe it. Anyway, here is the way Scotland will line up against Israel tonight. It's David Marshall in goals. Now, this is not gospel because obviously it's listed as a 1-11 to but I, I imagine it's going to be a back three of McTominay, McKenna and Tierney for Scotland and that's interesting because uh, Gary Caldwell when we spoke to him earlier on was speaking about I think those of us who thought McTominay in the back three thought mm. maybe in the middle of the three but he th- he thought the right side of the three was actually quite a good position from him to get forward yeah. anyway it looks like uh, <laughs> McTominay Mac- McKenna and Tierney then across the middle Forrest Jack McGregor McGinn and Robertson and Christie playing off Lyndon Dykes quite like that team yeah I like it I think it's a, de- a team that he's put out that, that he expects to dominate the ball as I say my only worry is now I think football's very much about the ball but if you look at the defence we've got two guys that are playing in their natural position you know Kieran Tierney's naturally a left back Scott McTominay's naturally a centre midfielder you've only got Scott McKenna who is actually a centre defender um, so that tells me that he's hoping to dominate the ball if you can do that that's fair enough but as I say that striker up front would worry me against that three at the back that's an exciting team for me um, yeah. when you, I'm Chuff Jackson yeah but you had him at the back well, you don't know where he's going to go yet, do you? <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Can't wait for him to meet the back. I know, exactly. <laughs> exactly. My phone's going to be off tonight. But um, yeah, I mean, Forrest and Robertson getting forward down the sides. Uh, Christie, McGregor, McGinn behind Dykes. Yeah, there's Very plenty, plenty, plenty it? going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give us your thoughts. Uh, give us on all the socials and the phone in. Absolutely. 0808 17 17 700. And you can do what Brendan from Hibs fan, uh, Hibs fan has done. Or you can drop us a wee message on the at GoFootballStore socials which so many of you have been doing sending in your teams as well John's multiple John's have been getting involved in that I'm loving it or even text us actually we've had a text in for Sai. it's uh, 87474 go at the start of your message and we can read that out later okay Brendan's on the line Brendan thanks for waiting good evening no worries at all thanks for having me on alright Brendan doing, how you doing young man alright oh, <laughs> two young men I think <laughs> that young man was for Paul Sai. <laughs> okay so Brendan <laughs> Good. Question for yourself, mate. I know you've been dealing, uh, watching a lot of Hibs games this season. Yeah. And just wondering what you make of Hibs' start to the season so far and, and how you think we'll fare going forward under that though. Really good. Um, I think it's been a, a great start, Brendan. Um, and I think it, it's clear what Jack Ross has been working on um, between the end of last season and now. Uh, he's obviously been tightening up at the back, hasn't he? He's found a, be- a better way of defending. That's made Hibs a lot more difficult to beat this season. Um, and obviously midfield to front uh, they've always been a pretty exciting uh, combination so um, it seems as if that, that's what he's done I, I watched them um, I guess I, watch, I watched them against Aberdeen and that, that was a disappointing uh, result for you but mm. you know the, a lot of credit to Aberdeen for the way they played in that game but I think it's going to be a really good season for Hibs and, and obviously from your point of view uh, you want to be battling for those European places don't you? Do you think that's a, a realistic ambition? 100%. I mean, for me, we should be minimum looking at third place with the squad we've got. I know Aberdeen are coming on a bit again, um, and it'll be tight between them and ourselves. But I think we've got a good enough squad to, to cement third place and, you know, go on a good cup run as well. Obviously, we've still got the semi-final against them to play. Um, so, I mean, I think there's a lot of overreaction after that game on Sunday. We weren't at our best by any means, no. but, you know, we, we've had a good start to the season. I still like to see us bring one or two players in. 
Um, but we've got a lot of creative players there that you know maybe haven't shown it so much. But no, I think it'll be a good season. I mean, the the, the young guy that, that grabbed uh, my attention, I hadn't, I hadn't really seen him kind of close up. Was was Josh Doig yeah. at left back? He's eighteen uh, for Hibs. He's coming the team and he's keeping Lewis Stevenson out, which uh, which is uh, a tribute enough, isn't it? Yeah, I think it says a lot about the kid. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Lewis Stevenson's played every single game for the last ten seasons, isn't he? You know, and I, and again, I like that about Jack Ross. You know, I think a lot of managers have went in there and just kind of thought Lewis Stevenson's been here. I'm going to play him, but fair play to Jack Ross. You know, it takes a lot to to drop a guy who's been playing consistently for ten years, um, and he obviously fancies the kid. And what I like about Hibs is I think what they've done that Motherwell haven't been doing. I don't think they've been playing well, but they've been winning. You know, I don't. I think there's still so much more to come from Hibs. Uh, and that'll be the exciting thing, you know. Steve, Scotty Allen's still got a lot more for me. You know, I don't think he's hit top form yet. Um, I like Dodge. Yeah, Dodge is good. He works hard. Yeah, you just get you just get hundred percent from him every time. I mean, it, it speaks volumes for him that he had such a bad start at Hibs, missing all sorts of chances, and you thought this guy's a complete waste of waste of time. Yeah. But I mean, he's turned into a really prolific goal scorer, and he leads the line so well, Brendan, doesn't he? Definitely, he's, he's unlucky not to be in that wheel squad, by the way. Yeah. yeah, don't know what Ryan Giggs is playing it overlooking him, but I'm sure he'll be in it soon enough. And the thing is, well, you know, you say that, but so many teams, and I've said it tonight, it's your strikers, and, and they need if they get Nesbit back, I think Hibs will win more games than they lose. You know, for me, he's a top player Nesbit, and I think. I think, you know, if you get guys like Scotty Allen feeding Kevin Nisbet, then Hibs are going to have a good season. And another one, Jamie Murphy. What a signing yeah. that could mm-hmm. prove to be for Hibs. I mean, obviously, uh, Daryl Horgan's uh, left the club. But, I mean, I-, I think Jamie Murphy's going to give you a lot of quality from yeah. the wide areas. He's a, he's a wide player again, and we speak about it a lot in here. It's wide players that can get you goals. And I think that's a must now in the modern game. If you're going to play wide, you know, you're not just a wide player now there uh, to go by people and put crosses, and you managers want goals off you. And Jamie Murphy's consistently done that, you know, down south and in Scotland. Jamie Murphy's a guy that will get you 12 goals a season for wide, wide areas. Martin Boyle's the same, so yep. Hibs are looking good. So, Brendan, where will you finish this season? What do you think? I'm, I'm going to stick my, my neck on the line and say third. I'll be disappointed right. if it's I think not. you're going to lose your neck then, Brendan. I'm sorry to say, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be the, wouldn't be the first time, sorry. <laughs> Brendan, great. Thanks for calling the Go Radio Football Show. Cheers, Cheers Brendan. Cheers, Brendan. People Cheers. listening. Cheers. Yep, all over the country and on the podcast as well. Right, we're going uh, now to speak to someone who would normally be getting ready for the match tonight. Up until last year, Scotland star, West Ham star, Robert Snodgrass is on the line. Robert, good evening. Good evening, how are you? I'm fine. How are you feeling? It must be a bit strange for you, not being involved tonight. No, listen, it's, um, yeah. that's, that chapter's closed. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I think I'm just the same as um, every other Scotland fan who I like to, I like to watch the lads here, though. Getting on, but no, that, that chapter's that chapter's firmly closed. You know him as Robert Snodgrass for London, I know him as Rab for the Where are you going tonight? <laughs> jo- Joanna D's? Is it Joanna D's tonight? <laughs> Joanna D's. <laughs> hi, hi, how are you, mate? You I'm right? good, mate. How are you doing? All right? <laughs> no, you know, man, I hear you've been jumping about my neck of the woods in Duke Street. Oh, like, mate. You're meant to gas me first if you got to come there. Mate, they're calling me Duke Street's favourite son that you've been forgotten about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually met your uncle, no joke, I met your uncle up Duke Street, uh, he was telling us that you gave him a shot of 50 quid or something, he was, uh, he'd just been at <laughs> the pub, what a guy man, are you know, missing it through Snoddy now? Nah? Listen mate, um, I think you know as well, Sai. Snoddy, uh, I'm talking I about Duke, Duke Street, no down. Scotland. Oh, Duke, 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 <laughs> Duke Street, I miss Mel in Scotland mate, that just, that just tells you. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> No, listen, the, the Scotland, uh, the setup has been part of my life since obviously me and you were young. Um, it's uh, it's a big, 
you know, it's a big stage to be on, yeah. playing for your country. It's a, it's a great uh, step, but it was one that, you know, I had to make a decision to kind of step away from and uh, just say, you know, I felt at the end was I kind of maybe getting in the way um, a wee bit and through the last sort of few managers, um, it just didn't work out for me. So it was um, it was one that was it was hard to take. It, uh, you know, I feel as if you say it yourself, don't end with any regrets. But from my side, um, I couldn't have done any more. I turned up um, in loads of different occasions when... Um, Obviously, in certain situations when obviously members of family and stuff were maybe, you know, no well and different things like that, you know, in hospital. And I'm still turning up and being there, miss my uh, kids' birthdays, um, my own birthday, all that, just yeah. loads of stuff. I always dedicate my life to my country because, it's, as I say to you, it's a love um, for, for playing with Scotland. And it's, um, it kind of gets to a stage where... Um, when you keep banging your head against the wall saying you know, how how we know qualifying so uh, then you say you know let somebody else you know take the headaches and, and their problems and their pressures It's Rob here Robert um, it must be a, a really tough decision to take though when you actually make that decision and say I won't be doing that again because it must be such an amazing feeling to pull on the blue shirt oh, it's, it's, it's the best uh, it, it takes hard to top that pulling on a, a jersey um, representing your country and Knowing that um, you've you've obviously thought about that since you were a you know a a, a young boy and um, you know dreams dreams come true type of stuff and you know Sai will tell you he's 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 done it when we were younger and, and what a, um, you know run we were on in the the under nineteen the championships and 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 you know there's a lot of oh, don't worry don't worry he's been telling me plenty <laughs> about that oh there's a lot of emotions you know, a lot of emotions on there and then when you you sort of play with uh, your country at you know a uh, the, the first team level and, you, and you're rubbing shoulders with the, some of the best players um, you know in Scotland and, and it's you know it's a great feeling but there's, there's an emotional attachment with Scotland because you know we're, we're always we wear a heart on our sleeve there's that never say die attitude but there's a there's a point you know you need to come and go you know are we good enough um, are we putting things in place to be better and I, I just felt uh, you know towards the back end I was getting probably too political to try and put things in place to try and help to try and see you know how can we do what other countries are doing you know, and it was um it was one of the ones you go up and you feel as if you know am I, am I focusing on the the politics side of things and actually you know you're still a footballer at the end of the day and I was still scoring goals in the Premier League still assisting goals in the Premier League Pellegrini had me in the, the team who has his stature as manager being with some of the best and he had me in the team above some, some top talent at West Ham and I'm thinking, well, I'm not even playing here. I'm sitting on the bench. Yeah. So it was it was very, very frustrating and it was hard and it was difficult and I thought, nah, I don't need this. Um, I don't need this anymore in my life. Um, no disrespect. Uh, it was one of the ones, uh, Chris Commons, I think he came out uh, and says, you know, because cause you're not playing for your country. There was several times before that I never played for my country. I just feel as if to give uh, what I have to give, the energy, the uh, Enthusiasm, everything, the sacrifice I made, it was to to play for Scotland. Yeah. No disrespect, I'm thinking, well, if I'm away from my kids and stuff, I can sit and watch Scotland and Hus exactly what I'm going yeah. to do tonight. So yeah, exactly. I'm saying, um, no, I don't, I don't think that is um, what I wanted to do. It was always to to play for Scotland, and I felt as if, you know, I was I was doing it in the best league in the world, and I, I wasn't playing. So I thought, no, move move away. I think I'm maybe just getting in the way a wee bit here. 
And it's and it's worked for you as well at West Ham, hasn't it? I mean, obviously the decision was taken for all sorts of reasons, all sorts of personal reasons, uh, as you as you've explained. But it, it seems as if you've been playing better than ever at West Ham. No, well, listen. Um, I think it's uh, obviously Judge Owen starts. I'll tell you that as well. When you're when you're when you're, when you're, uh, when you're starting games, you're 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 happy. You're, you're you you play better. It's uh, you'll never see the best of somebody uh, until. You know, they get a run of games. Starting games, it's hard for you to get a run of games uh, coming off the bench. I was never been that type of player. I just always try and, you know, give everything uh, for my teammates, try to be the best teammate I can be. Um, and it's, it's, as I said to you, it's very difficult when you're getting maybe five minutes here coming on full now against Belgium. And I'm thinking, well, I, I don't, I don't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be happening. You know, I, I worked too hard for it. You know, try and. Uh, came up away from my family just to get five minutes so I thought listen I, I, I'm away and then as soon as I went back with Pellegrini he went Robert it's the best decision and the next game I started Great. When I, soon, as soon as I retired I started the next game and I wasn't playing and then I scored and then I, I've no looked back and I go I think it was like five or six goals last year and six assists and I'm saying to myself well that's um, that's look, this isn't the best league in the world so I know I made the right decision it gave me a lot of time Um to actually work on my game uh, and stay fit, strong, and, and and try to be the best as I say I could be by you know no going away internationally and, and coming back and feeling um, aches and pains and all that stuff and you'll know that you know the twenty twenty one year old has jumped about Duke Street yeah. and so, you know, so it's one of the ones you say to yourself well, it's the best decision um, yeah. and I, I, I'm a I'm a fan always will be and it's um, it's a decision that I, I had to make. Robert, we're going to ask you about tonight and what you think is going to happen. But before that, so one of your colleagues, Albion Ayeti, came north a few weeks ago. What do you think Celtic, what kind of player have they signed and how do you think he'll do at Celtic? Well, well I've just, I just mentioned it there. Well, um, everybody's probably asking us up the road and saying, you know, how, how, how will he do, how is he, how's he a player and all that stuff, you know. And I just say, well, listen, um, Celtic have always, um, you know, kind of, you know, fluttered with the idea of playing two strikers Sometimes I know Griffiths had some injury problems and stuff. Um, uh, they've obviously had Kamala there, but then I said, "Well, I'm I'm hoping if they're saying that yeah, they're going to play two strikers." Um, I know maybe Christie's played as a like a ten sometimes, but then you say to yourself, well, "Again, he needs to play games. To he needs to get a run of games." Mm-hmm. And before he signed with Celtic, I, I've I had long discussions with Albie and said to him, "Listen, uh, I know you've got another." other things in the um, the pipeline but trust me you go to Celtic uh, and you do well you'll know if you'll love like it uh, the support is incredible um, the fan base uh, and you get 10 in a row you'll be remembered forever you know it's history um, so trying to sell Celtic to Albi he was um, he was excited you know and he, he was keen I'm not saying that that's, that helped his decision but I had to just from my side to, to explain him how good and how big a club Celtic is for it to realise it, because a lot of people down south don't, mm-hmm. you know, don't give the respect it deserves for uh, up in Scotland. But I'm always yep. promoting the game because I know there's top talent there, and and I've supported Celtic since I was a kid. So for me, I think you need to give a Yeti a run of games. It's been disappointing seeing him on the bench when there's not been any strikers, but then he's came off the bench twice and scored uh, two goals. So yep. hopefully that's the the wee kick that he needs to kickstart that he needs to get a run of games under his belt when he comes back for you know international duty and um firmly firmly kicks on because I believe Selig have got a top talent there. Um he can finish with both feet, he's sharp, he's strong, 
Um, in his defence, he's probably not had a good pre-season because no. when we finish Celtic, we're probably already back. I think you did play a part in him coming here. Ali, Defoy has a question for you. Yep. Hey Robert, um, you've had a great loan spell at Villa with, if I'm not mistaken, John McGinn who's playing tonight. How much did you enjoy your time there? Oh, Aston Villa was brilliant, Ali. It was, uh, it was a, it's a massive club. It was like sleeping giant, the same as probably his leagues in the Championship. Um, and and I think uh, like a club like uh, Villa, you know, they always deserve to be in the, the Premier League. Uh, and when I was there, they were going through sort of um, that period. Uh, they were bringing a lot of British players back into the club. Um, and when Steve Bruce uh, told me, you know, about the plans he had going forward there in the next sort of year or two. Um, you know, I was delighted to be part of that. They signed uh, John Terry, which is a massive name. Um, and then it was right probably a few weeks before me. And then obviously I had the chance, maybe four or five loan moves. And um, I, c- I couldn't wait to get up there. The only thing was I was travelling um, about 180 mile there and 180 mile back. May stays. So that was nice. That was the best. My back. I'm not a bit like a hunchback in Notre Dame now. So <laughs> that's that's decent. So but um, well, I, I was just one of the ones where I was saying to myself the club. Everything about it, I just thought, you know, it attracted me. The manager I'd worked there before and about four or five of the players I'd worked there before, so I thought, no, I was delighted to get there. And, and what a job John McGinn's done at Villa as well. He's like a, he's like a legend there already, you know. It's not that Si, uh, I know your love for Celtic used to speak about when you were a wee guy. Uh, I know I've spoken to you about coming up as well. Would you ever fancy that? A wee two-bed in Duke Street and play for Celtic? <laughs> One day. <laughs> Me and my uncle Shug In the, the same flat thing Men behaving badly We <laughs> Slaney and yeah. your uncle Aye Slaney's and I I'm I've As I say About the emotional side Towards a club uh, I think there's been Sort of three four occasions um, And They I'm, I hate saying this But it's, it's always been Through sort of Their side Maybe over in the the right situation to kind of push or whatever it yeah. is, um, and you know, um, listen, I, I, same as Scotland, you're just you're just happy being a fan and you just want everything to be right. Do you know what I mean? But listen, I'd love um, to pull that jail zone one day. It's a it's a special club. Uh, my mates, my family, um, they all support it, and it's um, as I said to you for um, for it to be gone for uh, the club to be gone for ten in a row. It's um, you know my anxiety levels and the nerves not through the roof in this eye, so. Um, but the good thing is that you know they're doing a good discount and uh, the thing is now the Celtic Topes my uncle's got a Celtic Topes and a pair of Rangers shorts he's got Rangers shorts and a Celtic Topes and a five a side side so. fag buns are it Robert <laughs> Robert as we go what's your scoreline tonight what do you think um, I'm going to go Scotland uh, to Israel one, one. Um, oh, I fancy right. Scotland I fancy Scotland to get a result tonight um, as you say John McGinn uh, he's uh, he's come through a couple of injury problems, um, and I think he's the he's the catalyst. He's the he's the main man for Scotland. Um, he plays well Scotland as well. Top man Robert Snodgrass. Thanks very much for joining Snoddy us. Top man. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Cheers. All, All the best. best. We're back yeah, next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Thanks, Ali Paul Cooney with uh, Ali Defoy, Cy Ferry, and Rob McLean. Rob, the week is just about gone, and the show as well. And kicking off at the top there with Ollie McBurney, he was absolutely sensational. Yeah, that was fantastic to have him on, and. Uh, 
pleading his case as if he had to but he's a passionate guy he wants to play for Scotland he wants Scotland to do well and uh, let's just get on with it and let's get him back in the squad once he's fit interesting Paul we've been talking right throughout the show about Leo Messi deciding yep. to stay at Barcelona uh, I'm just looking at the, the details of that coming in or the headlines really coming in um, apparently denied the move he was he was keen to go but Barca wouldn't let him go and he said because of his links to the club he wasn't going to go to court with them to try to sort things out so it's interesting that isn't it that that he, he wanted to leave but they said no and so he remains a Barcelona player yeah and it's funny you should say that about court because me and Robert Snodgrass have been in court together a couple of times so <laughs> that's a, the opposite skill that doesn't surprise me after that was a great conversation and we, we understood most of it yeah. uh, once you two went on about Uncle Shug there and the, <laughs> and the, and that's the a true story the, I met his uh, uncle on Duke Street amazing. a couple of years the burns. <laughs> Snoddy's done well as, as I say to you off here yep. there, uh, you know, there was a time he went on loan at Stirling Albion for Livingston wow. and he was really struggling You know, he couldn't get a game for Livingston uh, and he's got a great mentality. He always had Snoddy. Snoddy was one of them that he he was a frustrating player to play with. He'd probably tell you that himself, you know. But one thing I loved about him is mistake after mistake, and he would still take the ball at the time, and he would still try to dribble. He would still try the hard pass, and that self confidence he's always had on himself is, is, is why he's is where he is now. What I loved as well from him was his passion about yeah. playing for Scotland yeah. and how difficult that decision was, and lots of it was personal side about about stopping. Uh, playing for Scotland but it's but it was a painful decision and you could hear that in his voice and how much playing for Scotland meant to him honestly see even when we were kids I probably snodded him more than anyone how how much it meant for him to play for Scotland he was so passionate you know he'd get so angry in the dressing room if he'd, if he'd get beat he had such high standards and he was playing for Livingston at this time as a kid you know so I can understand these frustrations because he he loves his life properly as a pro he's, he's playing in the best league in the world he's scoring goals assisting as Rob said so, so he looks after course, himself of course yeah. he does and it's got, yeah. course, it must be frustrating when you're turning up and you're getting five minutes here and there he so really totally opened understand. up with you there yeah. about how he felt because at the beginning and I mentioned that oh you know you opened wish up, you were playing he probably tonight. opened up too much he must not get to talk in the house Snoddy <laughs> <laughs> some boy <laughs> he joins a long line of guests yeah. on the show don't get to talk much at all. Nah, he's a great guy a great so, player so yeah. Vidoli McBurney talking about the passion of playing for Scotland yeah. we, we've had uh, Rob Robert Snodgrass as well and we've had Gary Caldwell scorer of that famous goal against France at Hamden uh, saying that he thought McTominay would start on the right side of a back three yeah. and looking at the team Paul that looks yep. to be exactly what it is we brought it to you earlier on uh, as it was uh, as it was announced or even before it was announced but it's David Marshall in goals it's a back three of McTominay McKenna and Tierney we're, uh, we're making that assumption at least across the middle uh, Forrest Jack McGregor McGinn and Robertson and Christie playing off Lyndon Dykes and, and in terms of uh, on the bench well just about just about everybody's on the bench but there are obviously players to go to there apart from the, the two goalkeepers McLaughlin and McCrory you've got Callum Patterson John Fleck uh, Declan Gallagher Liam Cooper Ollie Burke Stuart Armstrong who I know that uh, Cy was pretty keen to have in the in the starting lineup. Kenny McLean is there he's featured a lot in the starting lineup in recent times Stephen O'Donnell has been a guest on this show in recent weeks uh, Liam Palmer and uh, Greg Taylor so so there's plenty in reserve there as well I just like I like the thought of Armstrong for me was if Lyndon Dykes is playing up there I think he's going to be very much a target man I don't think he's a I don't think he's a clinical goal scorer I think Armstrong g- gives you more chance of getting a goal for midfield I think that's his real his real asset running at the box late I think he scored a lot of goals for Southampton last year I just think McChristie and McGregor you know quite similar two sitters that are going to be there um, and that leaves it up to Ryan Christie, especially when you're playing wing backs. You know, I, th- I, w- I would have another t- attacking midfielder in there. Uh, and for me, Armstrong's the best at that. Okay, let's hear from Stevie Clark again talking about the fact there are no fans tonight. I honestly don't know what to expect, is a truthful answer. Obviously, we're going to miss the Tartan Army, we're going to miss the crowd being in. Football for me is a spectator sport, and without the crowd, it's 
it's a different game. The good thing for me is that all the players have already experienced this situation, so it's only myself and the coaching staff it will be a little bit different for. But Si, you don't think that's going to make any difference tonight? No, I don't think so. But yeah. what I will say, it's a massive night, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. it is. I don't want to be the the, the, the Grim Reaper, but if if, it, if we did lose, then you know what, what happens then? Do we go and get a new manager? Do we do we stick with Stevie Clark? It's a massive night for Scotland, isn't it? Well, we've got that big game coming up in October. I mean, we can't exactly be changing a manager at this stage, whatever happens tonight. But you just hope that, that we are on a high. I mean, we all wanted, I think, you know, I speak for most people when I say that we all wanted Stevie Clark when yeah. the when the situation became vacant. Um, it hasn't maybe got happened as quickly for mm-hmm. him as we thought it would. We thought he would replicate what he did with Kilmarnock on the international front. That maybe has taken a bit of while. He's maybe been adapting, of course, to what yeah. what the what that part time job means. But maybe now is the time for Scotland to to kick off and get a couple of good results tonight, Monday. And then get into that um, big match against Israel in October. Oh, come on, please. Yeah. Please. Surely. Come but on, Scotland. <laughs> but in case you just switched on, Si, you reckon your prediction is a convincing Scotland win? I think so. Are uh, you changing your mind? I don't know. I, you I said 3 1. As I say, you know, I was like the, the team to be full of goals, especially oh. at home. And uh, other than uh-huh. maybe Ryan Christie and John McGinn grabbing your goal. Dykes? Yeah, I think as I say, I think Dick Dykes is a bit of gamble. We don't know how he how he's going to cope at this I, level. I, but I love the way he was talking yeah, you know, when country. when he when he was called up and and he made his first appearance in front of the media. He was saying, "I, I want to be one of the Scotland greats," you know. Yeah. And and okay, that may be some might look upon that as a ridiculous thing to say, but why not be positive? Yeah. Why You'd be not, worried why? if he didn't. Well, yeah, but yeah. I mean, but I mean, it's one thing to say I, I think I'm going to do well. It's something else to say I want to be one of the greats. I mean, that then you're 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 putting sure. yourself under pressure yeah. from from day one. Aren't you? But but why not? Why not go for it? One one place I think Scotland could be quite um, strong is set pieces. You know, you think three big big boys in McTominay, McKenna, and, and Dykes. So you know these international games are usually quite close. Maybe uh, Scotland can use that to an advantage. Hopefully, Dykes, McKenna, or, or McTominay can get on the end of a set piece. Right. Let's hear from James Forrest talking about tonight's match. I don't think so. I think uh, obviously it's a new campaign that we want to start this off with, with a good result. So uh, no, I, th- I think the staff will, will make it clear. It's uh, we've got we've got two big games coming up here, and, and obviously the, the semi-final game will, will take care of itself once we get around to that next month. Yeah, and James Forrest there is making clear the confusion that is around for all of us, really. The fact that we're playing Israel tonight and we're playing Israel again in October and, and people do get confused. Of course, these are uh, Nations League games which ultimately, hopefully, can lead us to the next World Cup finals. That's what this is all about. Um, the the October game against Israel is about the playoffs and getting to Euro 2021. I hope you're following me. I hope no. you're not dozing off. But um, yeah, so, so there, there is a confusion but hey, it's an international match and we just want to win. I, I, I expect a big performance for James Forrest. And I, I think he always plays better with a big centre-forward playing. You know, I think Stevie Clark will very much be saying to James Forrest, OK, you're there to play right wing-back, but we, we want you getting crosses in the box for, for Lyndon Dykes tonight. So, you know, for Lyndon Dykes especially, there's no better guy having it there than James Forrest. I think he'll get plenty of service tonight. So I'm going to predict a, a Lyndon Dykes goal for a James Forrest cross. There you go. Still at three one, you reckon? Three one, still go going 3-1. for three one. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, Rob still in two one. Um, no, I, I went for one nil actually, and oh. and uh, James Forrest. I I agree with you. I, I imagined I, you'd I, said I, two one. Sorry, <laughs> and, and I think for for me, James Forrest, his goals come in bursts. Yeah, and I think the very fact that he scored against Motherwell in the last mm-hmm. game before very much before, 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 before the break, I, I think there could be a goals to come for both Celtic and Scotland from him after a quiet start to the season. 
But that, that goal against Motherwell, practically no backlift at all when the, when the ball strike, came yeah. to him. Lovely, yeah. lovely hit. And I can see one of those flying past Offier Marciano tonight. I just hope it's not a big game of possession, which I've seen a lot of recently. You know, yeah. if, you've, if you're if you going to play with the big boy Dykes, please play his strengths and put balls yeah. in the box. Robertson, Forrest, get the ball at your feet and get the ball into uh, Dykes. I think that's our best chance of scoring a goal. Ali, your prediction tonight. Do you know what? Yeah. I reckon Burke might come on at one point and score. What is a single oh, Burke? Yeah. Please, Do you know what? I'm on. just saying. Yeah. McGinn, I reckon he's he's the man. He's going to get a goal. Yeah. So I'm reckon two. Two nil. Mm. Two, two nil one. Two one. <laughs> what about you, Paul? No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think Scotland victory. I think two nil. Two nil Scotland. So you, both of you think that 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 back three won't concede a goal? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that 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 was that. I think that, that was the nil. Yeah, do you that need, was an nil. Right? Explain to you. I'm with you. Say, si, imagine Andy Robertson, your captain. Look at what he's done in the last couple of years. We have got real qualities. You said earlier on that uh, Scotland have got a lot to look forward to tonight. Hopefully, if they're allowed to play. Yeah, well, you look at you know we've got some of the best players in the world in our team, mm-hmm. and that's not being exaggerated. That's Andy Robertson is one of the best left backs in the world. For me, Kieran Tierney this season, the Premier League's been the best left centre back since he's played. Um, and then as you say You've got guys like McTominay Who are playing McGinn's playing In the best league in the world We should be very op- optimistic I really fancy this group of players And uh, But now Sorry talking and saying all this These guys need to turn up now They need to do it This is the time to To go and prove how good you are Get ready what about for that for a rally? Yeah. It should get oh, me an exactly. idea, should <laughs> Get the what music, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and Rob, then hopefully for Monday, then we go in against the Czech Republic, who've got their COVID problems, yeah. but then we go on the back of the win tonight, hopefully. Yeah, exactly. Um, last time we were in Prague, we didn't play a striker. Um, so um, we might not be playing much of a team, uh, depending on what the Czech Republic can throw at us. But let's forget that for now. Mm. All about tonight. Uh, let's hope Scotland do the business against Israel. Thanks to everyone who joined us this week with such a, a cast of football. People who've been on from the women's game as well as the men's game and for all your calls. We really appreciate every one of them. Thanks very much for everything. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the match tonight. Uh, si, you're still, what's, your final, <laughs> what's your final address to the nation on Go Radio? Oh, no, I don't know. Come yeah, on. On, go on. I don't know. Do you want to sing a song? Yeah. Flower of Scotland, Ali. Come on, you give us You get 15 seconds, yeah. on you go. Oh, Flower of Scotland. Are you joking? we see That's it from us. We're back on Monday at five. Good night. Tremendous. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go.